Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Lorraine Kelly. It was like she was in the room, it really was. Welcome along. This is Ruthie, Me and My Dad, episode 13. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name's Lorraine Kelly. God, that oh, so you know accurate. what? It actually right. We'd done it before because mm. I was doing it as a jerk for our sound check. Um, and it was much better when I did it as a jerk. Don't worry, I'll edit in the one that you did as a joke. Oh, I was gonna say, just you know we'd do our little like oh quirky bit at the beginning. The, well, this is the quirky bit, Ruth. Oh. So so could you be a bit more quirky, please? Because this is the quirky <laughs> I'll turn bit. Up the quirk. <laughs> turn up the quirk. Hello and welcome. It's uh, episode 13 of Ruthie, Me and My Dad. We've got two weeks' worth of material now. The we do. Pu- the I lost my voice completely. Well, you did. You did. I thought you were backsliding. I thought, to use your famous phrase, you decided to sack it off last week. But you didn't. You did. yeah, I'm only joking. You did have uh, a very croaky voice, at least. Gone? Well, nearly gone. Completely gone. Nearly I almost gone. died. I was in hospital for a week. Mm. I'm back. You're back. And we have two weeks worth of material. I've got an IV trip. They've wheeled me in. Yes. (laughs) No, I'm fine. You're fine. Yes, we know you're fine. So we've got two weeks worth of material to get through. So let me begin with uh, Jermaine Greer. Do you know who Jermaine Greer is? Yes. As a, she's a feminist of the old school. So yeah. she's but the and inter- she's not sure about new wave feminism. That's right. She in fact the the new wave radical feminists don't like her. And the, the main argument is about uh, transgender. She thinks that if you're a transgender woman you're not a real woman. Which is obviously Wrong. That's what she says. Anyway, that's her view on it. The the other thing she was on a program called Gender Quake, which was on Channel Four. And for a start, she's one of the things she's called for is for all public toilets to be made gender neutral. It's not what I would expect to Jermaine Greer to say because it's. Well, she's saying that there was a week-long series of programmes about gender and trans rights. The reason I'm asking you this is that, and, and she said that all toilets should be gender neutral. Why not? Why not? Also, okay, it makes more sense for like time and efficiency. Just, I think it just makes more sense. And also, like, we've got posters if, in the if toilets. Toilet, if toilet, oh, sorry, you're going to tell us about your posters. We've got posters at the toilets in my, at my college that are just, like, I'm trying to remember them from being sat on the toilet and then having it, <laughs> having it in front of me. Because, as you know, on the back of the doors. And you need something to read, don't you? Wendy? Yeah, obviously. And this would have to do. It says, think someone's using the wrong toilets what should you do about it don't say anything to them they're feeling the one they're using the toilets they feel the most comfortable in just leave it so it makes sense to just have gender neutral toilets also 
Well, would it, in a gender neutral toilet though, would you have the urinals or would there be no urinals? It'd just be stalls. No urinals, I think I'd say. No urinals. Or urinals within an enclosed area. Right. I don't want to see urinals. Gross. No, I don't see that. I don't even like them myself. You know, because you're standing. Yeah, the thing you is, you know that where to look. You, you just, I mean, this is a bit of an education because you'll never go into one, but you don't know where to look. You know, you're standing there in a row uh, with all these other guys. I assume uh, straightforward. Uh, straightforward is that's very wise. Very wise. If you see, yeah, I do know some stories about urinals where somebody famous. Oh yeah, and they're wee next to you. Yeah, I think someone told that on a Graham Norton show. I can't remember who uh, it was. I think I've told it myself about. Uh, I, I stood next to. Uh, Ken Barlow, William Roach, who plays Ken Barlow in Coronation Street. I stood next to him in a urinal. We're using I'm... famous in inverted commas, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, well, he was now, I think this is like Zac Efron or James McAvoy or something who was telling this story. Now, at the, in this, this programme, Genderquake, where they were discussing all these issues, and it got a little bit salty. People in the audience were, uh, you know, were shouting out and heckling Jermaine Greer. Because mm-hmm. as we've established, the radical feminists don't like her at all. They were just no. sort of shouting at her. But I think she's of the breed of feminists who think there's only one way to be a feminist. Okay, but the, then also there's a lot of problems with like radical new wave feminism as yeah. well. So. There are strident. Which strident is that fair word to use for? I tell you what, I don't know what strident means. It sounds like a brand of toothpaste. Yeah, well, stri- <laughs> strident means just a bit loud and a bit in your face and a bit yeah, bigoted yeah, and and like they're also right. it's very like upper middle class whitewashed yeah. do you know what I mean and they sometimes like there was a lot of stuff about walk on girls and the girls who are it's not cheerleading but you know like uh, yeah, Formula uh, 1 and stuff and the, one the ones the at the darts yeah um, and there was feminists got, basically got that banned like you're not allowed to do that anymore and they kind of didn't take into account how it's one way for like working class women to raise themselves up out mm. of poverty yeah, not even poverty, but do you know what I mean? Just I understand where they were coming from with this idea that it's not good to have a whole area of sport where it's men achieving and women are just there to look pretty. Mm. But but it's a job. It's, people's it's a job and it's people's living and there's a lack of understanding about other people's lives. On this panel, this uh, gender quake thing at Channel 4, there was the former Olympic athlete, Kathleen Jenner, now, uh, it's pronounced Caitlin, is it? Okay, Caitlin. and this segues straight into keeping up with the Kardashians. Well, I wasn't going to say that immediately, I was just going to say that you I didn't are... realize you were doing Kardashians this week. No, I'm going to leave that to you later on. But you are my go to uh, expert on the Kardashians. So, where does Caitlin Jenner Caitlin fit Jenner in? is formerly Bruce Jenner and is the well, ex patriarch of the family, but now obviously the matriarch. She was married when she was still Bruce. She was married to Chris Jenner and she had Kendall and Kylie. And that's how Kendall and Kylie are related to Kim and Courtney and Chloe. Because they're half sisters. Half sisters, yeah. Oh, she was married he, well, he, he at the time. He at the time yeah. I don't know how you refer to it if you're talking about them when they were a man. Do you I know what I mean? He. Do you still say he? he? Yeah, I think And then do. until they transition, and then you yeah. refer to them as she. And so he was married to Linda Thompson from 1981 to 1986, and then Chris Jenner from 1991 to 2015, and that was when he had Kylie and Kendall. And who's? Why are they called Kardashian? Uh, because 
uh, Chris was previously married to Rob Ka- Robert Kardashian. Uh, Robert was the lawyer. Was uh, Robert, yeah, OJ Simpson's, Simpson's lawyer. There's another thing I was going to put to you in the way of. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's trans issues. In race issues, let's talk a bit about West Side Story and the yeah. character played by Natalie Wood in the film, mm-hmm. uh, who now, of course, cannot be... I mean, Natalie Wood was, uh, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant actress. Yeah. Uh, could now not be played by somebody like no. Natalie Wood, would have to be played by a Latino. And there's been some sort of argument, hasn't there, about... Uh, yeah, there was um, the, per- the, the woman who was cast in the yeah. West End version, or touring broad, version, broad or Earth, Broadway, was not Latina. And now, just cast and, a Latina, and she's now stepped down. Hasn't yeah, she, and then the she past. released a statement saying, "You know, I was ignorant to it. Um, I really apologise for any harm I've done. That kind yeah. of thing." And yet, Natalie Wood was brilliant, and uh, yeah, but West Side Story. That's a different of, time. Well, I know it's a different time, but the play was written have, in nineteen late fifties. But what? it was re- written with a Latino character. The character's Latina. Quite clearly, all right. She's from Puerto Rico. Okay, in that case, how do you how do you deal with Apu Nahasapime? Oh, this is from Apu from. Yeah, could, could you could you pronounce that second name? I bet you couldn't. I don't think I can. Nahasapima Petilon. Nahasapima Petilon. What do you think about that? Because he's getting. It's flat really now. difficult. Yeah, no, no, I know because. It's obviously. Do you not want to just scream at whoever's complaining about it's Apu Nahasapi? Yeah. No, I think that's a completely scream. different. It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's that's a, a completely different issue, sake. though, to the casting and the whitewashing of Broadway and Hollywood. When it comes to an actual person who's playing a character, you should have the race of that person playing the character because it's really important to have visibility. It's but that's a different issue to Hank the whole thing. Hank Azaria who's a, uh, a white uh, American person, he does the voice of uh, Apu. Uh, are you... And some people think it's oh, wrong. It's parody, it isn't it? So well, of course different. it is, but you can't do parodies. I, don't know. I mean, what they're complaining about is that it's a racial stereotype. Uh, of, yeah, it uh, is. There was a story that I've got ties in well with this. I'll just start. Right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll transition. <laughs> I mean, when I say we'll transition, not talking in a Caitlyn Jenner sense, but we'll, on the podcast, transition. <laughs> That's our transitional sting, which um, is so popular. So do you know somebody suggested was... that when you were off last week, because when we couldn't do it last week because you had a slight problem with the voice, somebody did send a tweet saying what we ought to do is play out just the sting, <laughs> in a, you know, or all the various stings that we've tried out, just uh, on a loop, just on a loop, yeah. But anyway, what, what's your what's your thing? Um, so there was a girl, eighteen year old girl, for her prom. I can't remember where she was from. I've not written it down. Sorry for her prom and she wore a dress that was like the Chinese dress you know with the high neck and the crossover thing yeah in America the crossover thing in that in red the embroidered silk that kind of thing like oriental silk and the high neck and the crossover just painting a picture Um, (laughs) and she wore it and she posted a picture of her prom on this like white girl she posted a picture of her prom on Twitter and Facebook and it was met with uproar from people saying it's cultural appropriation and you shouldn't be able to wear that and it's awful and so rude and how dare you and whatever. And she said, I'm not doing it to be offensive. I just thought it was a beautiful dress. I'm just wearing it. Like, it's not a big deal. And then the story was so big that it got over to China 
and the people of China were like, we support you, We, you can wear this dress, it's fine, it's not like an inherent part of our culture, like it's a celebration of it, if anything, don't worry about it. And so I just thought, the whole cultural appropriation thing, how far do you go with that, you know? I think, can you dress up as... Yeah, I think so. I think you just stop short of blacking up. But up to that point, I think you're pretty well all right. I mean, is it a tribute? You know, you can say it's a tribute. I always find you can cover it by saying it's a tribute. Or if somebody's died and you say something that, you know, might be construed as being critical or uh, satirical, you just say, oh, it's what you would have wanted, which that sort of covers it. And uh, I don't think... I think you can wear... I'm just trying to think. Blacking up obviously not now if you were doing a jewish character for instance if you put those what they call pears in jewish which are the long sideburns the sideburns curly sideburns as as gentiles call them all right the uh, curly sideburns if you did all that that's probably sort of overdoing it a bit but thinking about that if you remember the film that harrison ford made i think it was called witness set in the amish community there were lots of white American actors Plain. dressed in the Amish gear. So what, where do you start? Yeah, where do you... I don't know. I don't think we're going to answer this question within the next sort of 25 minutes. But the idea of, you know, what religious symbols brings us nicely onto my next piece. So oh, does it? Oh, like so you want me to transition this, again? Yeah, please. Hey, we'll transition back. Here we go. It's just been the Met Ball. Ah, the Met Ball. Yes, we were going to explain what the that Met was. Gala. It was on um, breakfast television. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Well, so the Met Gala is its about raising money for the costume institution of the Museum of Metropolitan Art, I think. So in Met, New York. Yeah, yeah, in New York. Um, and the theme for this year was Heavenly Bodies, Fashion and the Catholic Imagination, which you'll have probably grasped from Rihanna wore yes, I saw a some Pope's of, outfit and yeah. there was... Um, Katy Perry had these massive wings on, and Ariana Grande wore. Do you know who Ariana Grande is? Well, of course oh, you I do, because of, of the Manchester, yeah. yeah, attacks. She wore her dress had like um, the Sistine Chapel painted on the tulle and stuff. The tulle. But it sort of sparked a debate as to whether it's okay to dress up with inspiration from the Catholic Church. Um, that's me. Or that's no, that's. Don't cut that out. That's staying in because this is the third time that that's happened. And every time you say, no, I'll turn it off. They were all wearing clothing that was inspired by Catholicism and the church and stuff. Um, And it sparked a debate as to whether it's okay to dress up like that. So, like, Rihanna dressed up as the Pope. Is that okay? Because if it was based around Judaism or Islam, then there would be outcry. Yes, there would. Uh, I think the difference is the position of power, in that the Catholic Church is very, very powerful. The Pope is extremely powerful. Therefore, you're punching up rather than mm. punching down. I think if you're punching down, you can't do it. Yeah, That's I guess fine. it's the same thing with sort of men and women. It's okay for women to say certain things about men that it wouldn't be all right for mm. men to say about women, but it's because women have been... Although, arguably, I'm just thinking of this uh, feminising of the culture at the moment, which has been ongoing for some time. You know, men tend to be, and this is just not me saying this, this has been proven over years, men tend to be more sort of fact based, less emotion based. Yeah, which is true. It's not necessarily um, a positive. 
I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative. Yeah, what yeah, I'm saying is that now, anytime there's any story in the news, the first question that's asked is, how do you feel? How do you feel? How did it make you feel? So all the time, nobody's talking about facts or information anymore. But that, is, that's but, what I mean by no, feminising. The, the the, there's these things that we always see as true because that's, you know, there's been scientific research done into it that that's how people's brains work. But is it like that because of societal pressures or is it like that because we're inherently different? I think we're inherently different. It's chicken and egg. No, I don't think it's chicken and egg, whatever that means. Did no, did, Yeah, it is. Did the men and women create the society because of their differences or did the society create the differences between men and women? Chicken. Mm. Egg. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, they won't be able to see where you balanced it. Chicken, egg, egg, chicken. I thought you were going to do uh, some magic trick for us there. We said chicken. I thought, wow, she's made them disappear already. No, I think I, I think it's a, a case of degrees. I don't think you know all men are nerdy and fact based. I'm certainly not. Also, the yeah. idea that men are inherently fact based and that women have more feelings. Football. When men cry at football a lot, no, uh, they, they, you might catch them when they uh, when the team's gone down, when they've been relegated. You, what you will get is what we in the media business call the money shot, which is some guy, often with his girlfriend actually, sitting there in the stand after the match is finished, crying his eyes out because the team has gone down. Anyway, we've probably spent too long on this because I want to talk a bit about music. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
part of the idea of this podcast is that Ruth introduces me to some music from the modern age, if you like, and I uh, introduce Ruth to some music from uh, bygone days. And we'll start with yours. I've downloaded 20 seconds for... Review purposes. Review purposes, which is what we're allowed. You talk us into what uh, 20 seconds um, I've downloaded. So we've had a lot of rap. And so you wanted to know what are the Beatles of... What's your classic indie oasis wannabe band? Yeah, a sort of... Yeah. Yeah, what's the sort of equivalent of Britpop? Um, yeah. Um, and so I went for a band which I didn't think you'd have heard of. No, well, I have heard of this you. band, actually. So, but I did The Blossoms. This is their most famous track by quite a lot. Blossoms are a band from Stockport, Greater Manchester. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Excellent. Like the uh, the Hollies many years ago. Ah. From Stockport as there well. There you go. That's all we can play. That's Charlemagne by uh, The Blossoms. So yeah. I say I have heard of because uh, I've seen their name in the papers and things. I've not yeah. listened to them before. Um, and do you want to know who Charlemagne is? Um, Franco King from Belgium? Yes, indeed. Uh, Charlemagne was King of the Franks from 768. King of the Lombards from 774. Whether the Blossoms are aware of all this or not, I don't know. I'm sure they are. I don't I'm think sure they've released they a song. No, well, the children. Do you want to know who the children of uh, Charlemagne were? Louis the Pious, Pepin the Hunchback. That was his name, Pepin the Hunchback. And they called him that. They called him that, Pepin the Hunchback, just a bit. Pepin of Italy, Charles the Younger, and Drogo of Metz. Drogo, like Karl Drogo from Game of Thrones. So that was your music, uh, The Blossoms. Well, I've got something very interesting for you. This is Loudon Wainwright III. Uh, you're probably not aware of Loudon Wainwright III. You know what? Surprisingly, I'm not. Or indeed Loudon Wainwright I or second. He was born in 1946, so he's of that generation. His dad was a journalist, and he picked up on... Uh, he's he's a folk singer, uh, sort of folk singer. If at one stage, they said he was the new Bob Dylan, and he did do a, he did a song I'll called... Tell you what, if he was the new Bob Dylan... Well, people said he was. I mean, well, I'm surprised you've not heard him. He did a song called Talking New Bob Dylan Blues, uh, which was all about how you've got to carry the burden. When people say it's the new Bob Dylan, Mm. you're carrying this burden. And eventually, of course, he didn't become the new Bob Dylan, otherwise you would have heard of him. Uh, But that's what they said at the time. His dad was a journalist, and his dad used to play records by Tom Lehrer and Stan Friedberg to him. Now... I have played you a Tom Lehrer record. Do you know that? Remember that one about the periodic table where he he does all the... Uh, there's plutonium into Oh, is it to the tune of I am the Sergeant I, Major I, General? I am the very model of a modern yeah, Major yeah, General. Yeah, yeah, and it's like... California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all the different uh, uh, different elements in the periodic table. Yeah. Well, Tom Lehrer was one of these, f- did funny songs. So Loudon Wainwright does funny songs as well. He's had a, quite a, uh, a mottled personal life, if I can say that. Mm. Uh, he was married to singer-songwriter... He really is the new Bob Dylan. Well, possibly. Uh, he was married to the singer-songwriter Kate McGarrigal. That ended in divorce. They had two children during their marriage, Rufus and Martha. They were the inspiration behind some of Loudon Wainwright's songs. His songs inspired by Martha are Pretty Little Martha. That was a song composed when when she was an infant. 
Five Years Old, which was a song he wrote about missing her fifth birthday because Aww. he was out on the road. He missed a lot of the family life. A confessional song called Hitting You. Oh. Um, he also did a duet called Father and Daughter Dialogue and a, a comedy number about Martha called I'd Rather Be Lonely. Now, uh, they're both singer-songwriters, so I thought you might have heard of Rufus Wainwright and Martha I've Wainwright. I've heard of Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. I've never heard of Martha Wainwright. Well, they're both singer-songwriters. Uh, he, Rufus, composed Dinner at Eight, which was about his conflicted relationship with his father. And wait for this one. We're going to uh, justify our explicit tag now. Uh, Martha composed the song Bloody Motherfucking Asshole, which, according to her, is about her father. Aww. So that's sweet, isn't it? It's a bit of a tribute. Uh, but I think they've resolved a lot of these issues yeah. now, I think. That's they, good. I like... Yeah, well, they did sing a duet called Father-Daughter Dialogue which is more or less what we've got going. Uh, but the one that we've got, this is the whole Tonya Harding story in a song called... Oh, you love a good story song. I love a good story you song. you like Hurricane by, um, by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah. And the thing about the Tonya Harding thing is you, you've seen the film, haven't you, I, Tonya? Oh, it's brilliant. Here then, 25 years ago, was uh, Loudon Wainwright III uh, doing a song called Tonya's Twirls, which you'd need to hear the whole song. But basically... Everything that's covered in that movie is covered in this song, but we can only play 20 seconds for... Review purposes. So let's have a listen to it. You knew she was in trouble when you saw her bodyguard When you saw those two together You knew it wasn't hard To see that she was different Not just one of the girls With their gliding and their sliding And their pirouettes and twirls then it turned out that she smoked and drank and posed practically... Tonya's Twirls. What do you think? It's good. It's nice, I liked it? It's, yeah. You want to listen to some more of that, you will enjoy it. I Great, I will do. You. Yeah. So, the Kardashians were at the Met Ball and there was some controversy surrounding their appearances. Oh, right. Did you, oh, just... did you see um, Caroline Flack? You know who Caroline uh, Flack on is, the TV, don't you? Yeah, yeah, television is with... Andrew from the previous series of The Apprentice? No, I didn't see You know that. the one who had the the earring? I can't remember. Quite, very good looking. Oh, vaguely. vaguely. And a, a bit annoying, but quite nice. But a bit like he didn't really know what he was doing. No, that that's doesn't really... Uh, that doesn't really mark him out if you said he was an apprentice candidate who didn't really know no, what he, he was, was doing. No, he was good looking. That you, was his You mean thing. like all the other people on The Apprentice? His thing was that he was pretty. Well, I, I mean, I had a little bit of uh, Kardashian news. Oh, I've got some more Kanda- oh, Kardashian oh, news. You know, don't Do deprive us. Oh, keep on. We, we um, can't so, get enough. Do you remember when there was the whole controversy between Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson? Tristan Thompson had cheated on Khloe and Khloe's pregnant mm. and it's not good and then all the family were like don't get back together with him but now she is back together Chloe Chloe was seen going to the cinema with Tristan wow well um, and that's it basically as far as that's concerned is it yeah and uh, that's it yeah and Kanye West Kanye 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 there we go that was perfect that last one. Oh well I don't need to tell you the story I just wanted to get the pronunciation right Kanye 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 that's it. It's, no, you're kind of doing like too much like Kanye. 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 But it's not Kanye. It's Kanye. Not Kanye. Just no. Kanye. Kanye. It's fine. Uh, of course it is. That's... It's not perfect, but it's fine. It's not Carry perfect. On. Well, no, I want it to be perfect. Kanye. 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 West. Kanye. 
Well, he said that um, slavery, or slavery, um, for uh, for you know that went on for four hundred years. Uh, he yeah. said it was a choice. He told the gossip yeah. news website TMZ, "Like you was there for four hundred years, and it's all of y'all. It's like we're mentally in prison." So he was sort of saying, well, he was saying it was a choice. And he tweeted, yeah, slavery. Yeah. You've got exams at the moment, yeah? Yeah. Well, let me quote to you what uh, Sean Fenton, who's the headmaster of Rygate Grammar School in Surrey, said. Now, that's um, a private school, and he's been talking to about stress. Stress. Stress, and saying how, uh, how good it is. How good stress is. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. He's the headmaster of this private school. And uh, he said that too many people these days think that stress is automatically bad for young people. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. He says sports and artistic activities. Interesting enough, this guy's called Sean Fenton, and he's the son of Alvin Stardust. Does Alvin Stardust mean anything to you? Absolutely nothing. He was a pop star in the 70s and did sort of rock and roll revival type songs. Um, but anyway, his son, who's now the headmaster of an uh, of a exclusive private school, says sports and artistic activities, which they do a lot at the private school, obviously, provide teenagers with a much-needed dose of, quotes, healthy stress. Uh, he said, voicing concern that, quotes, there's a danger in our narrative around teenage life that we see stress as a negative. Mm. Uh, this is in the Times Education Supplement. He says, some of the best moments of being a teenager are first night nerves, pre-match butterflies, when you're playing a local derby. Those are those That's stress- a completely different kind of stress to the stress they're talking about, though. I think it is. There's two... Yeah, I think like, you're right. Be, There's two sorts of that's stress. That's more like there. excited nerves. Like, I get that. Like, I've... You shouldn't be stressed about those things. You know, if you... I mean, I don't play sports, but, no, but I've, done, been I've in, done drama shows done and drama stuff, shows, yeah. yeah. And... I don't feel stressed before them, though. If I felt stressed, that'd be wrong. I feel nervous, I feel very nervous, but not stressed, that's different. Yeah, so he's but, got um, the wrong end of the stick, hasn't There was he? a study done that found if you look at stress <coughs> as a good thing, you're more successful than... It's actually the way... It's not the stress, it's the way you mm. look at the stress. But I would also say it's a personal thing, is that some people stress helps them go on and stuff, whereas some people find really stress really brings on anxiety and is debilitating. Mm. Now, every week we try and let you know what's uh, going to make you uh, obese and overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it's watching uh, too much uh, TV. Uh, I've not watched that much TV, you know, over the last... No, not as well. Like now, now that you've three finished weeks the, all those hundreds of episodes of uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, Anatomy. Yeah. you've not True. been watching... new t- episode out tonight, though. But I'm that? not going to watch it, I don't think. No. I think I'm going to watch The Hundred... If anyone's heard of that. Oh, tell us about the hundred. It's not great, but what it's is it? no, it is. I don't know. It's a really good it's one of those things that has such an interesting plot, but there's kind of like you can't really do so it's like a disturb teenage dystopian thing, so you know, not great. But um a <laughs> hundred children get dropped on Earth to see whether Earth is inhabitable, which is obviously like a really good plot. But it's a bit like the Hunger Games of right. once you've done it you can't drop a hundred more people on them. Last series was actually quite good, like the end of last series. So 
but it's had quite a long break it's been like a couple of years yeah. so we'll see and this is just for teenagers really the whole yeah thing. well we're we're rapidly running out of time here on uh, episode 13 ruthie me and my dad uh, so just time for meme of the week again hard to find a good meme that's not got pictures so just to pref- preface preface or yeah. preface preface yeah um so my boyfriend has many interesting stories and observations from his new job as a 911 operator my favourite is how meandering people are, even in the midst of a terrible emergency. They respond to, what is the emergency, with, well, the thing is, four <laughs> weeks ago. And then he's like, what is the emergency right now? And they're like, so what happened this morning was, I said to my wife, my wife, I said, what is currently happening at this moment, he asks. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. my second favorite is how specific he has to get sometimes like what is your emergency i'm sitting in a pool of blood is it your blood yes i think so do you know where it's coming from probably the stab wound have you been stabbed oh yeah definitely (laughs) that's excellent well that's a brilliant i think it's the best meme we've had so far the uh, sitting in the whole pool of blood reminds me of very old uh joke by uh, Peter Cook who was playing a rock star at the time saying that uh, the drum in the band he uh, he died he choked on vomit and they uh, said oh did you get drunk no it wasn't his own vomit which uh, well the, the people what how was it his own well, vomit well rock stars in those days that's a, well, that's a joke that doesn't hit your generation no I know that people throw, like choke on their own vomit that's why you have to sleep mm. on the side if you've been really drunk or something that's right well this guy choked on somebody else's vomit not really but that was the joke. It was a bit of... It's a dark joke. It wasn't mine. It was Peter Cook, who specialised in dark humour. Gosh, Peter. Well, let's leave them laughing. That was um, episode 13. That was episode 13, a baker's um, dozen. Yes, indeed. Uh, you've imparted all your wisdom for this week, uh, mm-hmm. Ruthie. We'll be back next week. What would L- Lorraine Kelly say uh, at this stage? I'm Lorraine Kelly, and I'll see you next week. Or something. I'm not very good at it. It's not bad, though. It's coming I can on. say Lorraine Kelly really good. Go I'm Lorraine Kelly. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so that's it for, uh, for for this week. Now is the moment when we... I don't like this being a catchphrase. They love it. They love the catchphrase. Now is the moment when we... Sack it off. We do sack it off. And we'll be back next week, yeah? Yep. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.